0: All righty, hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter podcast for the 5th of December, 2022. Why in the hell do I have a hard time with the year, of all things? Anyway, I am Derek Hunter. I am your host. Appreciate you listening, downloading, sharing, telling a friend, all that good stuff. Hope you had a great weekend and all of those fun things. to Get ready for Christmas. And apparently senility sets in on me at least as to the... And we're about to change the year. By the end of the year, I will get that it's 2022. Anyway, action-packed program as always. And at the end of it, I will have the winner named of the signed book contest. And then, well, just to give you a bit of a heads up, next signed book contest is going to be the Battle of the Billionaires. That's right, the battle of the billionaires. If that gives you any indication as to what you were expecting or whatever, which means you get another bite at the apple for the ones of you who are desperate for the big apple. There's another apple out there with a billion bucks. Anyway, I'll explain it all, probably not nearly as well as the setup would make it sound. But uh, coming up at the end of the program, but now let's get oh you go to patreon.com slash derekhprocast or derek hunter.locals.com and that's where you can find out about this too. You don't have to skip to the end, just check it out anyway, let's get started. There is a lot of stuff going on in the world. We have to start with the uh the story of Kanye West, I'm trying to think of a a bit not a, it's not even a fall from grace it's bigger than a fall from grace it's a self-destruction you know that the famous picture of the monk i don't remember what he was protesting but uh, he set himself on fire in the middle of the street remember that picture remember that they uh, everybody's seen the picture i'm not really sure why it did it but it did Uh, he did uh, let's see. Monk sets self on fire. And it... Uh, yeah, protesting the Vietnamese War or something like that. Doesn't really matter. But that might be the closest thing we have to what Kanye West is doing as far as lived experiences. Even... Like who... Charlie Sheen. Remember Charlie Sheen at the height of his, I don't know what the hell, it was a drug-fueled insanity, where he was attacking, what was that guy? The guy who created Two and a Half Men. He ended up, they killed off his character on two, Chuck Lorre. That's the name. They ended up attacking Chuck Lorre. Non-stop, Chuck Lorre's this, and he's horrible, and he, he's saying horrible things about the people and the show creator and everything, and he was... Tweeting out pictures and videos of himself with uh, porn stars. I don't know if they were porn stars or prostitutes. The line is so thin these days, it's hard to tell. Porn stars or prostitutes or whatever the hell it was. And you could tell that he was, you know, clearly having some kind of breakdown. Remember when he said he had tiger blood and he was winning and all this stuff? I remember that stuff. It was it was a weird couple of weeks. And you're sitting there, you're going, I, can't, I shouldn't be watching this. I shouldn't be watching. I assume it was right right when Charlie Sheen learned that he was HIV positive, which he seems to be, you know, undetectable or whatever right now. Good for him, but he's gotten his act together. But it wasn't... What Kanye West is doing... Charlie Sheen, what he did was not as... I guess it's a testament to how screwed up Hollywood is. That you can sit there and say horrible things about people who have made you tens of millions of dollars. You could... uh, Attack you the show you're on. You could be clearly on drugs and uh, with prostitutes and or you know, porn stars or whatever. And he got another show. They gave him another show. Like, oh, all right, well, Charlie Sheen is a bankable commodity. Let's give him another show. They're like, okay, that's a little bit weird, but he at least did get his act together first. Seemingly, I mean once you're that far gone, I don't think you ever really get your act all the way back together. I think that, uh, I think that the drugs make it, everybody knows somebody who, uh, did too many drugs or drank too much alcohol, who they stopped them. And they're just not the same anymore. Most look at a rock star from the sixties or seventies, right? Even some of the hair bands from the 80s now you're not dealing with rocket scientists to begin with but years and years and years of cocaine and heroin abuse even if they've been cleaned for decades you could tell you see an interview with them and you think well they're they're not good they're not right in the head it's not that's not normal and like well they did some Ozzy Osbourne perfect example you watch Ozzy Osbourne talk, and he talk like, and and it needs to be subtitled whilst speaking in English, because he's done every drug he could get his hands on for decades. He drank more than like a swimming pool a night of, of hard liquor, and you're like, all right, well, that does irreversible brain damage. You can find footage out there, believe it or not, of Ozzy Osbourne, back when Black Sabbath was just starting out, being interviewed where Ozzy is able to string together a coherent sentence and make sense. Swear to God, it's true. You can look it up. It's online. Now, not so much. That's uh, Weird, because when he goes out on stage and he sings and he, he can still do all of that, it's just when he's not doing, well, he's not exactly a a model of health while out on, not running around as much as he used to, and kind of standing still, and you can just tell that the years of abuse have taken its toll on Ozzy Osbourne. Charlie Sheen's kind of like that. Kanye West's problems are not drug or alcohol-induced, seemingly. Seemingly. I don't... I don't know all the drugs out there that you kids are doing. I don't know what the impact is on them. I don't know what the high feels like, and I don't know. I mean, I've I've never taken Adderall. I do know somebody who's, like, tried to get Adderall and might be on Adderall, but it, it supposedly make them focus. And, oh, it's wonderful, it's wonderful, it's wonderful. I don't have trouble focusing. I have trouble not focusing. I have trouble, like, last night I had trouble falling asleep. So... Because I was focusing on, I forget even what it, the hell it was. I would just learned or watched before I went to bed. It was a big mistake. Because I was laying in bed thinking, oh, you know, and I was watching a Richard Branson documentary uh, about Richard Branson. And I was like, fantasizing about his, his private island. But it, whatever. Yeah, I didn't say it was a deep thought. <laughs> it was just a thought that wouldn't let, wouldn't let go of me. But you uh, you watched the Kanye West interview. Where he's got with Alex Jones. If pro tip, if you are too crazy for Alex Jones, if you're making Alex Jones, the guy who accused people of faking the Sandy Hook massacre, if you're watching that, if you're making that guy uncomfortable, if you're, that guy's going, whoa, wait, you've gone too far. You've gone too far. You're gone well past too far. And that's what the interview was. Is Alex Jones going, uh, is this really happening? Am I being punked right now? What's going on here? And he wasn't. First of all, Kanye West comes out and he's wearing the gimp outfit from Pulp Fiction. Why? Who the hell knows? But he's surrounded by parasites, Kanye West is. He has been embraced by People who are shameless self promoters, and they are feeding into his i i don't know that there's any stopping Kanye to be honest with you i don't know if there's anybody in the world who could pull him aside and maybe maybe somebody you went to high school with or something, but i don't know if there's anybody in the world really uh, who could pull him aside and say look man you need to you need to probably see somebody you need to probably take a rest you probably need to." talk to somebody, or so, there's something going on here. You can't be doing this stuff. I don't think that person exists in Kanye West world. He's probably, he definitely had them. Everybody had somebody like that. But at some point over the course of rising up to become a multi-billionaire before he lost it all through just self-destruction, he probably shed those people and or those people were converted into... The people who become yes people, you know, Uh, yeah, well, whatever, as long as you're making money, as long uh, hey, I, uh, he's making billions, I'm making millions, I am not about to rock the boat. Everybody needs a boat rocker. Everybody needs several boat rockers. The person who is the famous rich person should never be the boat rocker. They shouldn't even really be the captain because they'll steer the damn thing into the rocks. They need somebody to tell him no, and I don't think he does. And now the people around him seemingly are certainly not going to tell him no. They're sitting there in Alex Jones's studio, in Tim Pool's studio, giggling right along with Kanye West, going, yeah, Can you believe he said I love Hitler? That's funny. And they're nodding along with him, going, Yeah, this is great. This is great. Now, unless this is the most elaborate prank ever. Played by anybody, and somehow he's going to pull out a an envelope with a a, disc, a flash drive in there and a live Oprah interview where they say, hey, uh, play this, and it's date stamped, and it can't be fooled with, it can't be messed with. And it's Kanye West six months ago going, I am going, this is going to be the greatest performance ever. I'm going to pretend to have a complete meltdown. And he can have a big ta-da moment. I still don't think he could recover from that. It would be poorly thought out. But at least it would be like, oh, all right, well, this, this dumbass thought he was pulling some sort of performance art or something. Unless that happens, or Kanye West is secretly Andy Kaufman, I don't think that he can recover from this. But that shouldn't be our main concern. I mean, recover professionally. The main concern should be whether or not he can recover mentally from this. Because he's clearly having some kind of breakdown. I think he is. Look, if you eat too much garbage, you're going to get morbidly obese. You're going to grow into your couch. You're going to grow into the weaving on your couch. It's just, it's not a good thing. We could all lose a few pounds. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the kind of obese where they have to remove a wall to your house and involve heavy equipment in order to get you out of it. It's possible anybody could do that. There but for the grace of God go all of us. So you, you shouldn't sit there and laugh at this, but it's a weird part of human existence where you can't look away. You can't look away from the train wreck. Social media and technology have sort of made it worse. We're in a situation now where you see it all the time. You see people filming horrible things happening in the street. Oh, look at look at this guy. He's going up and kicking that homeless guy in the head a thousand times. Instead of using their phone to call police or, I don't know, picking up a two-by-four off the street and beating the guy who is trying to kick a, a field goal with this homeless person's head, They take out their phone and they film it and they post it to social media. Why? Because it gets likes, it gets attention. We've long since, I wrote about this in my book, and frankly, I think it needs to be revisited, and I might have to revisit it. There used to be a time in this country when it was desirable to be famous, but undesirable to be infamous. There's a difference between the two. Now there isn't. A difference between the two. There's no difference between the two. It's all about just getting attention. And It doesn't matter how you get that attention. The important thing is that you get attention. Well, that leads to all sorts of bad things. It leads to idiots eating Tide Pods, for example. What's the Tide Pod challenge? Well, what about the arsenic challenge? I mean, it's just as stupid, just as self-destructive. Why the hell wouldn't you do Well, that would be stupid. Well, how is eating a Tide Pod any different? All right. What if you, what, have you, what have you eat a dishwasher pod instead of a laundry detergent pod? Well, somebody will do it. Somebody has done it. I guarantee you, because they just want to get attention. Anybody can get attention. A homeless person standing in the middle of an intersection, stripping naked, rubbing their feces all over their body, will get attention. They could probably get, nowadays, a million followers on social media and a contract with Ulta Beauty to be the new face of unconventional beauty. That doesn't make it right. That doesn't make it productive. That doesn't make it healthy. In fact, in most cases, like with Ulta Beauty, when they chose that dude to be their woman spokesmodel, it's wildly self-destructive. It's wildly self-destructive and destructive to society. But it's edgy when they do it you can't look away but you look at it with disgust and that's the space where kanye west lives right now he's having a mental breakdown it will not end well probably but hopefully not. Hopefully somebody gets him in touch with his kids. Now his kids are very young. But hopefully somebody gets him in touch with his kids. And his kids say, Daddy, please come home. Daddy, please stop this. And he hears that and something in him clicks. And he goes home and he stops doing it. And he gets some professional help. But I suspect the people around him would do all they could to prevent him from talking to his kids. I'd have to guess. He's been in West Virginia. That's where Tim Poole does his show. I don't know where Alex Jones does his show from but I'm betting it's not near Kanye's kids because he owes a billion dollars and Kanye lives where billionaires live. So as you watch this and as you listen to this and as we mock it, keep that in mind that, uh, you know, yeah, there's humor to be mined in it. I can't help that. That's just how it is and how my brain works and how my mouth works. But it's also very sad. And nobody seems to be stepping up and trying to get... Maybe this guy's just awful and there is no help and he's not... Having a mental breakdown, and he really means that he loves Hitler. I doubt it, but it's possible. Still, somebody should try and maybe give a little bit of a damn. Maybe, just maybe. Now, you probably have heard clips of Kanye having breakdowns. It's hard to set these clips up because you you can't go too far in describing them. You can't go like we said something really like saying Kanye West said something really insane is true, but it also is like saying that the the Titanic was a nice boat. It's a nice little boat. Uh, That's a little bit more than that. Oh, you know, the the Empire State Building is a nice little building. It's a little bit more than that. Or Qatar sure killed some people (laughs) while putting the World Cup together. Well, there's a little bit more to it than that. But you have to try and set it up because these words are not words you hear very often they are not words you hear very often except for maybe in movies warning about the horrors of hitler you know downfall things that's written that's in subtitles so uh when you hear somebody say that well yeah the nazis did some bad things, but they did some good things too is a little bit weird is a little bit odd now my drama teacher in high school it's a very weird situation. You know, you play the uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Well, I can connect myself to Abraham Lincoln and uh, Adolf Hitler in very few moves. It's a weird world in which we live in. And if you really think about it, you might be able to, too. My, uh, my advanced history teacher in high school was a guy who, you know, is older guy. Most of the teachers I grew up or went to high school with, they retired or actually they were bought out or retired within a year or two of my graduation. So they got a whole new crop of teachers in there after we got out and the school went to hell after that. But my uh, advanced history teacher, he said as a kid, he was playing in his neighborhood or whatever. There's a very old neighbor who came over and said that, come over here, come up on the porch. Shake my hand, and I forget exactly whether I think it was somebody else. He he said that. Uh, so he shook the guy's hand. It wasn't anything perverted, and the guy says, "You know, uh, my father, when he was a kid, was went and saw the president of the United States, and he shook the president's hand, and that president was Abraham Lincoln. So now you've shaken the hand of a hand that's shaken the hand of Abraham Lincoln." And so our teacher told us this after he'd called everybody up and had everybody shake his hand. It was really kind of weird to come up shake my hand. And then he told us why. And he was doing it to sort of remind people of while it seems like forever ago, it really wasn't all that long ago in terms of the number of lives that things have happened, right? That really wasn't all that long ago in the grand scheme of things. 150 years seems like forever, but that's what? three, four generations for having memories. So when I was in high school, my, uh, the, my freshman year, I think the, uh, the theater teacher is also the German teacher. One of my favorite teachers, really nice guy. He was, I don't know. He he was in good shape. You could tell he had a great voice, great baritone voice. And, uh, He'd get winded walking. He had a very small theater at my high school. He'd get winded walking up. And he looked like he'd eaten three or four basketballs that morning for breakfast. He was an older guy. It was his last year. And my sister had had him for German. And so I thought, this guy's awesome. I really like him. He's an acting teacher. And it was, I loved acting class. I loved ad-libbing. It was very little book reading. So it was perfect for me. And uh, my sister says, you know, that uh, he was a uh, u-boat commander in world war ii and there's a picture of him getting the iron cross from adolf hitler i said what he's an older guy but he didn't seem that old and yeah there's a book in the school library it's called the decline and fall of nazi germany and imperial japan and he said in there there's a picture of that teacher that guy not going to give his name. Doesn't mean anything to anybody. But uh, it, it, there's a picture of that guy getting the Iron Cross from Adolf Hitler in one of Hitler's last public appearances. And I said, what does he mean? He's a Nazi? I didn't know the difference. No, no. He's 14 years old. The Germans basically at the end of the war, near the end of the war, were running out of adults. And so they started grabbing kids. And the choice was, do you want to join the military or do you want to die? And so most people said, I'll join the military. They're not members of the Nazi party. There's a difference between being in the German army and being a Nazi. And, uh, you know, your choices were, do you want to die or do you want to be in the military? So you go in the military. Well, This guy at 14 years old was forced into the command of the German army, of a, of a U-boat, of a submarine. And he won the Iron Cross or whatever it was. I forget what it is. There's actual video footage of it, too. If you ever see, it's the footage where Hitler is talking to uh, – there's no audio. But where Hitler is uh, talking to a bunch of kids, young kids in uniform, and it's where they show his hands really, really shaking. His He looks like Sam Bankman-Fried. His hands really, really shaking, and he's patting the kids on the on the cheeks as he does that. Well I'll be damned on like page one hundred and thirty two or whatever it was on the decline and fall of Nazi Germany Imperial Japan there's a picture where my sister said that's the teacher now he's he's about ninety percent in it that his hair is cut out of it because Hitler's patting the cheek of the kid next to him but in the footage you you see the whole thing uh which I've seen since so I took the book being a tactless ninth grader I took the book to my teacher and I said is Is this you? And he was very open to me. Yeah, that was me. That was it. it. You I didn't have a choice. Blah, blah, blah. And the kid next to him, according to the caption, was describing how they'd caught a spy because he'd had his patches or something on the wrong sleeve of his uniform. And that's why Hitler was patting him on there. But, you know, it's just a very weird world that I've shaken the hand of the hand that's shaken the hand of the hand that's shaken the hand of Abraham Lincoln. And I've shaken the hand of a guy who shook the hand of Adolf Hitler. Does that make me a Nazi? Does that make my, my teacher a Nazi? No. But then neither one of us praised Adolf Hitler. None of us have praised the Nazis. Whereas Kanye West has. Like I say, there's not not too many people will go, hey, stop talking so bad about the Nazis. which They did some good things, too, like Kanye did in this clip.
1: I've said it, the most Nazi-like activities I've seen um and, and the nazis in my view were thugs that shook people down to a lot of really bad things
2: but they did good things too we're gonna stop dissing the nazis all the time okay we're we're gonna get to that you, get, <laughs> you can tell he throws Alex. you can't help but laugh because it's it's
0: so absurd but you can tell alex jones is like oh okay we're gonna get to that was that really on your rundown is that what you you know what today i want to talk to kanye about uh music his divorce uh the creative process and some of the good things that Nazis did, instead of all this bad, you know, one group of people who really need a good PR team is Nazis, because all you ever hear is bad things about them. I remember I saw something about what it was, or maybe maybe it was even my teacher. I can't remember. Somebody told me a story of an older woman that they'd seen interviewed. Because you sit there and you go, well, why doesn't everybody universally, why didn't they rise up in horror of what the Nazis were doing, what Hitler was just saying. It's that simple. Just recoil in horror. And there was this woman who lived in, I think, Munich or something like that. And she was asked about Hitler and how bad Hitler was. She said, well, it wasn't all bad. What do you mean it wasn't all bad? She said, well, there was a string of taxi cab driver murders until Hitler came into office. Once Hitler came into office, the taxi cab murders stopped. Now, the city was kind of uh, terrified. The taxi drivers were a little bit terrified, and the uh, population couldn't find cabs very easily, particularly at night, and they're worried about the taxi cab murderer might go after somebody else. And those murders stopped after Hitler came in. You're like, okay, well, I suppose technically if the trains ran on time, that... That's on one side of the scale, but the other side of the scale is the entire weight of the earth. So, like, you're never going to balance those scales. So, is it really important to focus on what's on the light side of the scale? It's really not. But if you lived there and you lived through it, maybe you – I mean, honestly, I, I toured Dachau once. And that's really all you need to do is tour it once and to see the the horrors and the evil uh, that the Nazis did. But I, I, it's not outside of town. It's not in the middle of. Well, let's we're here and now. Let's hop on a bus and go on a twenty-minute bus ride to Dachau concentration camp, the first concentration camp. No, it's it's like in town, the outskirts of town, but still in town. People live there. If you're burning human bodies it's going to stink you're going to know what's going on you're going to see a lot of people going in and you're going to notice that those people aren't coming out what's going on there so you can the willful ignorance of human beings is something that cannot be overestimated but i don't know where the hell Kanye's coming from you could say if he lived in that neighborhood in munich in 1933 where life was disrupted because of these cab driver murders. And then they stopped. You say, well, you know what? I do remember that. That was kind of good. Later on, he got a little unhinged, but at least he's st- now the cab driver murderer probably was swept up by Nazis and killed. um, Maybe, who knows? But uh, whatever the reason, you don't really think about that and you just go, well, the murders stopped and we were able to get around town much more easily until, of course, They bombed the hell out of the town because of World War II. But Kanye didn't do that. Kanye didn't live then. Kanye didn't grow up then. Kanye probably has never been there. I don't think you could tour Dachau or Auschwitz or any of the concentration camps and come away with, you know, Nazis did some good things. Stop bad-mouthing the Nazis. They're getting a bad rap. And you sure as hell couldn't say what he says next here. Because he, this is what kind of makes me think it's a some sort of weird performance art that could only make sense in his head. He's like, I, I like Hitler. I swear to God, it's what he says. I, I like Hitler.
2: I, I don't like Hitler. I know you're trying to be shocking with that. I'm not trying to be shocking. I like Hitler. I do not. I The, the Holocaust is not what happened. Let's look at the facts of that. And Hitler has a lot of redeeming qualities.
0: Yeah, and then the Holocaust did not happen is where you lose me, where I think this isn't performance art. I think you could say, I like Hitler for the shock value to see if you can get somebody to spit out their drink. But then to be so insistent after that and go, the Holocaust did not happen. And go on from there to all the stupidity. Alex Jones is trying to save him. Not very often anybody gives props to Alex Jones, but Alex Jones is like, dude, dude, what are you doing? No, no. And he keeps on insisting that he's being serious. So at a certain point you've got to accept that he's being serious if he's insisting that he's being serious, which makes him honestly one of the worst people around. So Kanye, we've got two more clips of Kanye. This one these two I just labeled uh, WTF one and WTF two. Because they're so it's not even it, it's they're direct quotes, they're not like uh, greatest hits all edited together just so you see the depth of ignorance that went on here
2: that's right you're not hitler you're not a nazi you don't deserve to be called that and demonized well i i see i i see good things about hitler also the jew i love everyone and jewish people are not going to tell me you can love uh you know us and you can love what we're doing to you with the contracts and you can love what we're you know what we're pushing with the pornography but this guy that invented highways invented the very microphone that I use as a musician you can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good and I'm done with that I'm done with the classifications every human being has something of value that they brought to the table especially hitler how about that one? Ari Emanuel, how you like that one? Hey, Ron, you going to do anything to fix Chicago? I, I had to look it up because
0: I really didn't know. Like, I, wouldn't, I knew that all I, all I really knew about Hitler's life is what everybody knows about Hitler's life, that he wanted to uh, go to art school. That didn't work out, so he opted for genocide instead. But I thought maybe... In between the beer hall putsch and assuming power or rejection from art school and assuming power, maybe he dabbled in electronics and uh, was in a bit of an audiophile. Maybe he did. I don't know. And so I had to look it up. I couldn't find any. Now, mo- you Google Hitler microphone, most of the results, all the results actually, are uh, stories about that really dumbass quote you just heard right there. So I couldn't find any evidence that Hitler was tinkering with sound in a lab in between genocides. But the idea that he created the freeways was a little bit weird, too. Now, Germany did go and uh, build the Autobahn during World War Two. They didn't, or before World War Two, they didn't do it so that they could, you know, help the uh, mobilization of the German people. They did it so they could move military from uh, one part of the country to another with ease. They built their freeways right, by the way, in that they, uh, they have pretty harsh winters, and in the mountains in particular, they're not covered in potholes like U.S. freeways, but that was, uh, we we could do that too. We just choose to go on the cheap. So I don't think Hitler gets credit for the concept of either. It's just weird when you're searching for something to, nice to say about somebody, that that's where you land. Well, he made freeways that the, 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 the Blitzkrieg could operate on, and a microphone. I don't think he did the microphone. Like, why not just say, you know what, if you want to say something positive about Hitler, there are very few people in the world who could claim this, and maybe he's the only one, but he personally ruined permanently a style of facial hair. Nobody else can do it. Lots of things, lots of horrible people had different styles of facial hair. Most of the people back in ancient times were committing genocides just for fun and raping and pillaging, they had, you know, full-blown scruffy beards or long pork chop, mutton chop, sideburns, whatever. The Genghis Khan look, you could rock the Genghis Khan look if you wanted to. Half the time, Brad Pitt kind of looks like the Genghis Khan look. He went to his stylist and said, let my hair grow out and make it look like you put a firecracker in a Brillo pad. And uh, he's just fine. Nobody's going, oh, can you believe it? But the Hitler mustache, it's gone forever and it should be because it's horrible, but but couldn't we get somebody to do something horrible with the Amish beard? And I think that's one of the worst facial things ever. The Amish beard, the chin strap thing. We Photoshop some, some pictures of... It's even the Stalin mustache. Nobody's going, you can't rock that. That's a very stalin mustache. Stalin killed 50 million people. Not counting World War Two. Maybe we should get rid of that one too. But no. The Hitler mustache is ruined forever. And good, because it's stupid, but still.
2: Anyway, Kanye continues. They want to separate and confuse the Christians and make us afraid to stand next to each other. A Christian can stand next to anyone. We can go visit R. Kelly in prison. We can go talk to Harvey Weinstein. That's what Jesus did. Yes, because Jesus can save everyone. But if the Zionists can get us so afraid that they're going to do what they've been doing to me, attempting to put me in jail freeze my accounts, smearing me on the media. You know, all of these things, you know, you put on the whole armor of God and they will not be able to break your spirit. Those damn
0: Zionists trying to smear him in the media by uh, checking my notes here, by accurately quoting him, by playing clips of him saying absolutely bad feces, crazy things. Yeah, no, that's, that's not a smear job, Kanye. That's reporting they don't do it very often i can see why you'd be confused by it but that's what it is i love it we could go we could go visit uh, harvey weinstein in prison that's what jesus would i don't know jesus i'm not sure he'd hang out with pedophiles now if pedophiles requested him so that they could maybe confess their sins and beg for his forgiveness then certainly jesus would meet with him but he was not i don't think actively seeking out horrible people to spend time with because he just liked hanging out with horrible people. It was when they were ready to repent. That's when Jesus came into play. The This whole episode, this whole incident with Kanye West is a testament to the greatness of capitalism, I think. That you can see somebody who is just so, I'm not misinformed, this is stupid. This is just genuinely stupid. You have to to believe the Holocaust was fake and all the other garbage you're hearing coming out of Kanye West. You have to be incredibly stupid. You have to be. And yet, before he self-destructed and and made himself radioactive for whatever reason, publicity stunt or performance art or whatever, he'd made $2.5 billion or whatever. It was worth that much. It's a testament to capitalism and the greatness of capitalism, and the, the lack, like, if you can, it, you, anybody can make it in this country. Doesn't matter where you come from, doesn't matter your education background, doesn't matter any of those things. Doesn't matter whether or not you got two brain cells to rub together, because I'd question whether or not Kanye actually has those two brain cells to rub together. But it doesn't, if you can work hard enough and you have some talent and ability and you foster that in the right way, you can become filthy rich in this country, too, no matter how stupid you are. You can also piss it away pretty quickly. But, uh, yeah, it's a testament to capitalism. I would say to Kanye that you just signed a deal to pay $200,000 a month in child support till your kids are 18 years old. You might want to think about, I don't know, stopping the hemorrhaging of your your finances at some point because you got to pay that if you want to see your kids of course then again it's the operative part is if you want to see your kids I don't know I I almost kind of I mean his kids I hope can save him but I don't think his kids should be around him right now I think he needs to be institutionalized just my thought by the way as we wrap it up here I've talked regularly not a ton but regularly about the uh, recount that website where i say if you uh, if you watch showtime you're subsidizing the recount and i don't know how they could subsidize this it's a terrible 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 thing and it's like a couple liberals sat around and convinced a rich company to give them money because they said what there aren't enough of is left-wing news outlets well the recount it was announced is is folding there you go. They plan to suspend operations. Axios reporting the recount. A video news startup founded in twenty eighteen told its employees it plans to suspend operations next Friday. Now, I don't it might have been founded then, but it never really got legs until like last year when Showtime started shoveling money to it. The company which raised over thirty four million dollars since twenty twenty. Struggled to find a profitable business model. Like most media companies, its prospect grew worse amid the economic downturn. It has nothing to do with the economy. Uh, their product sucked. Right? A source told Axios last month that the recount had lost $10 million in 2021 on $1 million in revenue. Hell, I could do that. I, pro- I could probably run this company only losing $7 million on $1 million in revenue. So there you go. Rest in peace, you pile of garbage. They'll be missed by somebody, somewhere or something. But it is It eventually, maybe in a long enough timeline, there is some some justice in the world, some taste. That sort of stuff matters. I don't know. I don't know. This story I found interesting. And and sad and pathetic. Not super surprising. Washington Post has a story, it's under analysis, so you know that it's coming at it from a left wing perspective. It says should you not have kids because of climate change? It's complicated. Yeah, that's the headline. Should you not have kids because of climate change? question mark. It's comp it's not complicated. Climate change is a is a joke. And if you want to have kids, have kids. You should have kids. Having kids is great. Some researchers, as their subheadline, have claimed the best thing to do for the environment is have fewer children. The truth is more complicated. <laughs> God. These people are insane. But if you're inclined to think this way, you're, if you have a kid, you're going to screw it up. So have your tubes tied or get neutered or whatever the hell it is you've got to do to prevent that. Have your fully transition, whatever. It says when Mayor, Mira Sangrani Jorgensen. S-A-N-G-H-A-N-I hyphen Jorgensen was in her 30s. She and her husband began to discuss having children. Both wanted to have kids, but Sangharani Jorgensen couldn't shake the feeling that by giving birth, she might be doing something bad for the earth. You know, if you buy into this environmentalist crap, by exhaling, you're doing something bad for the Earth. Maybe you should look into finding a way to recapture your CO2 emissions and your methane, can't forget the other end, and your methane, or at, at a minimum, have yourself hermetically sealed in a Tupperware container where uh, all of your CO2 is captured and you never leave. Quote, I wanted to have a child, but I was looking at the planet and thinking, well, what kind of future will we have if there's more of the same, she said god you're an idiot you're too dumb to reproduce all right i mean no you're not too dumb to get pregnant you're probably somebody who doesn't understand how birth control works in any way shape or form but huh, she felt weighed down by the consumption of her children before they were even born <laughs> after much research shangriela and jurgensen and her husband i love how he's just re- reduced to her husband she's got uh, three names decided that having a child, a single child, could fulfill their desires without putting undue burden on an overheating world. Quote, I was very particular about having only one. Her husband died in 2012. In the years since her daughter was born, Shangherina Jorgensen, 48, considered having a second child many times, but always held back. Quote, my reservation has been exactly environmental concerns, she said. Her daughter is now 13 years old and probably raised without a gender and uh, is uh, going to end up being... A, or, you know what? Maybe she'll rebel, start thinking for herself, and become a conservative when she gets older. Sheng Honey Jorgensen is not alone. She joins a generation of people living in the U.S. and other rich countries preoccupied with how having children may worsen the world's rapid warming the moment isn't uh, the movement isn't huge but it has gained widespread attention according to, to I love it the, they admit nobody's really there are a few crazy leftists out there like this but we're going to shine a big bright light on them because we too are crazy leftists and so so just uh, population concerns have an unsavory history. Writers and thinkers have warned about unrestrained population growth for hundreds of years, often engaging in fringe ideas about forced sterilization and eugenics of people living in developing countries. Yeah, that's the progressive movements, the basis for it. Look it up. All you Democrats out there, you're the party of this. You're the party of Nazism. You're the party of forced sterilization. And deeming people to be undesirable and therefore unworthy of having their own children. That's you guys. Congratulations on that. I love the way they just kind of sugarcoat it. Yeah, But in the past decade or so, the worries have been more individual, personal, and rooted in Western consumption and responsibility. (laughs) If I had a machine that I could just run constantly that only spewed co2 into the atmosphere just out of spite i'd run it 24 7 as of 2020 the average american had a carbon footprint calculated by dividing the emissions of the country by its number of inhabitants of around 14 metric tons why the hell is any i don't have a private jet all you d-bag leftists who fly private and you know leonardo dicaprio's you know i don't get an equal slice of the carbon footprint in this country all right my carbon footprint is significant i'm a hermit my carbon footprint is significantly less than most normal people, but certainly these Hollywood elitists, okay? That but nope, they just divide it evenly. So Leo can fly his Victoria's Secret Model Flavor of the Month down to his super yacht and not feel guilty about it. I see. Well, the majority of participants say they're very extremely concerned about the carbon footprint aspect of having another child. Adding Americans to the mix is not a morally neutral act, adding an Ameri- another American to the mix. These people are nuts. Quote, any children we have in the developed parts of the world will be incredibly environmentally expensive, said Travis Reeder, a bioethicist at uh, Johns Hopkins University who has argued for a shift towards smaller families, quote again, and they might go on to have kids who also consume more than their fair share. (laughs) I bet you Travis Reeder has a, uh, a bigger than average carbon footprint and a bigger-than-average salary, and probably a bigger-than-average ego, but you've got to love it. They might go on to consume more than their fair share, as determined by this jackass at Johns Hopkins, as written up in the Washington Post. This is the arrogance of the left. They want to tell you what to do. Do you think, do you think they uh, live the way they want to enforce on others? Absolutely, positively, 100% hell to the no, they do. This is how leftists operate. It's how they've always operated. It's why they will always operate. Genocide for thee, but not for me. Sick, 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 sick people. I want to play you a clip from Yellowstone. Now, I don't watch Yellowstone. This makes me kind of want to watch Yellowstone, to be perfectly honest with you, because this clip is pretty damned awesome. But it is uh, Kevin Costner's character. I don't know anything about him. It's that i think their name is dalton i did watch the uh, 1883 series with my dad we were up there and we all had covid see he loves yellowstone and that makes me want to watch it but i just listened all these conservative websites well this is the least woke show on tv you gotta love it this is the show you need to be watching and you tell me that and i just don't want to watch it it could be great But I don't want to watch it. I have to force myself to watch it. And then eventually maybe I like it. But it's just one of those things. It's a quirk about me. But this scene, it seems like Kevin Costner's character is a member of some board. Like county or city board or whatever. And he's sitting around with a bunch of pinheads. And they're talking about the legislation or whatever they've got pending. And this one guy's concerned about some sort of grouse. And Kevin Costner pointed, it really just blows a hole in the, um, the environmental movement. It exposes how these people are just frauds. It's about control. It has nothing to do with what they claim they, they care about. So, yeah, check it out.
1: Let's see what other policies I'm proposing. Suspend natural gas leases on state land in Powder River County to support the sagegrass restoration project. Um, there's been a precipitous drop in sage numbers, and there's empirical evidence that gas exploration and extraction have a negative impact on the sage environment. And what effect do you think 7,000 acres of solar panels are going to have on their environment? There's... No evidence that solar panels would have any impact on the sage-grouse environment. What do they do with the sagebrush when they put in the solar panels? They, 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 they would clear it before putting in the solar panels. They remove the sagebrush. Yes, sir. Sage-grouse live in the sagebrush. They do. And you don't think removing the sagebrush is going to have an effect on the population? I just said there's no evidence. You know what scares here. me about you, Stanley? You're serious. <laughs>
0: I love that. You know what stands, scares me about you, Stanley? You're serious. It It's almost, an, it might make me want to watch the show. I, I think there's a lot of drama and people getting killed, and it probably more than than just something I would like. I think it's probably loaded up with a whole bunch of crap. But a scene like that makes me want to watch the show because that's that's pretty damn good. And that is the environmental movement. Well, we we don't have any studies showing that this is damaging. Yeah, because you're destroying it. Of course, that's going to be damaging. There's evidence that suggests something that you want because you don't like oil and gas. But solar panels will absolutely decimate. Well, I I don't know. Well... It's amazing how when you don't study something, you don't find what you're looking for or what you're you're trying to prevent. It's weird, isn't it? Uh, By the way, let me cue up here the snobby classical music, which is actually what I labeled it. Let's hear some snobby classical music. Pinkies out, ladies and gentlemen, as we wrap it up. The state dinner for, as you struggle to pay off your credit cards for running up your Christmas dinner... This is what was on the menu at the state dinner for Emmanuel Macron of France. See if you had any of this that you're or going to have any of this by the end of the year. Butter poached Maine uh, main lobster, American Ostera caviar, delicata squash, raviolo, and tarragon sauce. Also, shallot of beef, shallot marmalade, triple-cooked butter potatoes, sun-chote and creamed watercress, and a red wine reduction. Remember, let them eat cake, I believe it was what Dr. Jill Biden said. There are also American artisanal cheeses. Yes, well, you probably have American slices in uh, some craft American Slices, maybe the store brand American Slices, in your fridge, uh, the Obama, or the Bidens were sitting uh, uh, eating the American Artisanal Cheese Course featuring three outstanding
1: and award-winning
0: cheeses. River, Rouge River Blue from 2019-2020. World Cheese Awards uh, World Champion Gold Medal. But made by Rouge Creamery with milk sourced from Grant Pass, Oregon. (laughs) If anybody around me ever says, where's this milk sourced from in this cheese? I'm, I'm out. I'm out right there. Cypress Grove Humboldt Fog. 2022 World Cheese Bronze Medalist. Soft, ripened goat cheese. So there you go. Tastes like goat and Deer Creek Cheddar Cheese from a small family-run creamery in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Dessert will be... All, was a orange chiffon cake, roasted pears with citrus sauce, and creme friche ice cream. The wine selections, of course, because we are a civilized group of people, are we not? Was Newton Unfiltered Chardonnay from Napa Valley, 2018, and a cotter... Cabernet Sauvignon, Knights Valley, 2019, and Rodeur Estate Brut Rosé. Ooh la la, Sasson. Lovely. The French get nothing but the best. Enjoy that menu as you eat your Chef Boyardee ravioli this weekend and try to figure out how to pay for the groceries to feed your family. Actually, I actually quite like Chef Boyardee ravioli and have introduced my children to it. For those of you in the market for ravioli, there at least used to be the classic recipe Chef Boyardee ravioli, which literally tastes like... They put some new crap in it. They do it differently. It tastes garbage compared to the way it used to. But if you find the yellow can stuff, it uh, it's damn good. Takes you right back there. It really, really does. That's all the time we have or need or going to get for today. We'll have more time tomorrow with newer news and everything else that's going on because the world never stops. It never ceases to amaze. It never lets up. It is unrelenting. Damn you news. Anyway, the winner of the signed book chose, believe it or not, they chose Prince Lestat by Anne Rice. The winner is Scott Rundale. I might have butchered I'm sure I butchered that last name. But you know who you are, Scott, and you have a message from me to send me your address congratulations to you you will get what you want you'll either have something really cool that you'll get to keep for yourself or you'll get out of having to spend money on a christmas gift for somebody you love but maybe not love enough to spend the actual money i'm just kidding anyway congratulations to scott that means that donald trump time to get tough autograph first edition is back you get another bite at the apple and the challenger this week is a twofer a twofer Zero to One is the book. What the hell's is the subtitle? There's a big old sticker right across the front of it. Notes on Startups or How to Build the Future by Peter Thiel and Blake Masters. Now, if those names sound familiar, they should. Uh, Peter Thiel is a billionaire. Uh, first early guy in on uh, PayPal and a whole bunch. He's filthy rich. And Blake Masters just ran for United States Senate out in Arizona, and I suspect we haven't heard the last of him in a political sense. So this is signed by both of them. I'm not even kidding. So enter to win. Either way, somebody's walking away with the autograph of a billionaire, which means if you ever get your hands on their checkbook, if they still use checkbooks, which may not, probably don't, then you'll be one step closer to being able to write a big old check from them committing a major felony that I did not advise you to do. So don't do it. But, you know, just saying. Anyway, that is it. Congratulations, Scott, and good luck to anybody else. It's the battle of the billionaires as we gear up for Christmas. You can give somebody a signature for a billion Somewhere I've got... uh, one of the, a book signed by one of the Koch brothers, too. Maybe I should continue the billionaire theme, except that I have to dig through boxes to find it. Anyway, thank you all for the support. Go to patreon.com slash Podcast or DerekHunterLocals.com. Sign up, support the show, send Christmas wishes and all of those good things and uh, help subsidize my kids' future dental care and education. <laughs> all right. Have a great uh, Monday good as you can for monday and uh, fear not tomorrow it'll be tuesday putting us that much closer to the weekend again see you then thanks for listening